Welcome to Sports Med Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past two weeks, we've had four posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we described the study where the authors reported that instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization may improve range of motion in healthy individuals as well as pain and patient-reported function in people with an injury. Clinicians should consider whether the evidence is available for their specific treatment protocol, desired outcome, and patient population. In the second post, we summarized a study where the authors found that a person with better patient-reported outcome scores at the time of a revision anterior cruciate ligament reconstruction or more time between surgeries, is more likely to have better patient-reported outcomes two years after a revision surgery. In the third post, we reported on a study where the authors found that dual-task walking tests, which involved using a cognitive task during walking, identified gait deficiencies after the usual clinical concussion recovery timeline of 7 to 10 days. Hence, this test may help evaluate recovery after sports-related concussion. Finally, in the fourth post, we summarized a study where the authors reported that on average, a high school athlete is treated by an athletic trainer for three weeks after an ankle sprain, with a total cost of $534, which is less than half of the cost of an emergency room visit. Athletic trainers in this setting may consider using more rehabilitation and neuromuscular control interventions to reduce the long-term impact of ankle sprains. If we take a closer look at that last post, we find that the authors used pre-collected core AT electronic medical records from within the athletic training practice-based research network to provide details on patients, treatments, and costs of an ankle sprain as documented by athletic trainers in the secondary school setting. The network included nine years of data from 2009 to 2017 from secondary schools in 11 states. The authors included all types of ankle sprains if there was complete documentation from the initial injury until discharge of care. If the case also had a description of a patient's age, sex, sport, activity during injury, mechanism, and type of ankle sprain. The authors assessed length of care. They also used the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services Physician Fee Schedule to calculate the average cost per modality, rehabilitation, taping or bracing, or other interventions per ankle sprain case. The authors were able to include 130 full ankle sprain cases in which 60% were male. An athletic trainer primarily documented most of the ankle sprains or strains as occurring during contact or twisting mechanisms and during contact field and court sports. The average athlete received care for about 22 days, including 18 
treatment services with a total cost of $534, or about $71 per visit, with about two services provided per visit. The most common treatment types were hot or cold packs, therapeutic exercise, reevaluation, and strapping. In this study, the authors illustrate the importance of having an athletic trainer in a secondary school setting to potentially reduce health care costs associated with ankle sprain injuries. The authors noted that a single emergency department visit for an ankle sprain typically costs about $1,200. This cost is about double the average cost for services provided over the entire treatment timeline of about three weeks after an ankle sprain. Although most patients after an ankle sprain never seek care and walk it off, this neglect can lead to long-term disability and future costs. Meanwhile, treatment interventions can successfully improve ankle sprain outcomes for a patient. Athletic trainers may share this information with administrators or other third-party individuals to educate them on the benefit of employing an athletic trainer in these settings. Furthermore, the authors showed that secondary school athletic trainers are following recommended ankle sprain interventions. However, few athletic trainers included evidence-based interventions such as therapeutic exercise interventions, strapping, or neuromuscular education. The NATA position statement on ankle sprains highlights the importance of these approaches for treatment and prevention of ankle injuries and long-term disability in athletes. Overall, we need to promote the use of these evidence-based treatment strategies to reduce injury burden after an ankle sprain. Furthermore, clinicians and administrators can use these findings to highlight that athletic trainers may reduce healthcare costs for ankle injuries in the secondary school setting. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was the NATA's position statement on exertional heat illnesses. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We'll have links to our summaries, the courses, and the position statement on our new website. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.